The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota, and I love talking about women in agriculture. The women of Common Ground Minnesota are volunteers who are volu- you know, taking their time to chat with you about what it's like to live on a farm and grow food in Minnesota. Here's some really great news about this group. They have just launched a newsletter that you can basically sign up for at commongroundminnesota.com, and you get the latest you know, events, giveaways, delicious recipes, all sorts of great stories from the farm. And I got to tell you, it's just a really cool thing to get into your inbox every month. And it's it's kind of an, a way in. If you're wondering, like, I don't know what I'm going to ask when I go to Common Ground, Minnesota. Well, this is just an introduction and a way to get you guys to meet the farmers at Common Ground, Minnesota. The Common Ground Minnesota volunteers, remember, their goal is to be a resource for your food and farming questions. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at Common Ground, M-I-N-N, CommonGroundMinnesota.com. What time is it? Time for the weekly dish. I'm going fries on my pizza, the rabbit and tortilla our friend Maida Mains giving us the weekly dish. Thank you, Maida, for that awesome, awesome theme song. Uh, before we get into the top two stuff, I wanted to wrap up two Instant Pot things. Okay. One is you were talking and I want people to know that they can make an entire spaghetti squash in their Instant Pot. I know. I did that. Yeah. it's It really works. It's not hard. You just poke a few little air holes. You put it in your Instant Pot. Fully for, whole yeah. with one cup of water. And you instant pot it on manual pressure for 30 minutes. Can I say you can also, you can just cut it in half too. Sure. And it actually, to me, it was easier to cut it in half first and then do the scoopy after. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, it was because it, when it, when you pull it out, it's a little bit wonky and everything else. And it just is easier to have it in half first. I'm also going to post on the Facebook page a skier yogurt recipe. And this is particularly for Stephanie yeah. March, who was in Iceland, who became obsessed with skier yogurt. I have always been obsessed with you it. You can apparently make it in your Instant Pot really easy. Yeah. Now, I didn't think the recipe looked easy. It was 20 steps. <laughs> and you had to get rennet. I have rennet, but I the funny thing is I have it because I was I was going to make uh, cottage cheese, but I have never done it. But oh, um, yum. I know because I was going to I had this whole thing in the pandemic. I was going to make cottage cheese and then I sure didn't. Um, but nonetheless, I'm very happy purchasing my skier. <laughs> like I love the Icelandic skier you can buy in the stores. Like it's great. OK, so I might, All right. I might just keep on that. But I'm going to post it just in case. That's but great. No, I'm going mean, to post it in the Weekly Dish Instant Potter page. Do that. Which is, I hate to confuse people because I just told you that all of our things are at Weekly Dish Minnesota, which is true, Weekly Dish MN on Facebook. But we run a group called the Weekly Dish Instant Potter. So it's about 10,000 people strong. And we post specific things to the Instant Pot there. Yeah. So find it there. Um, and now it's time for top two. Give me the old one, one two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents Top 2, Top 2 The Top 2 Pick your best two In our Top 
give me two. All right, Steph, what are you obsessed with this week? Um, all right, so I did stop at uh, Sidecar, which is Sidecar at the Tap. I get confused between Sidecar and Sidebar. I wish they didn't have such similar names. I know, and they're they're not even close to each other, but they're it's just people keep saying, like, oh, Sidebar? I'm like, no, Sidecar. <laughs> and they're totally, totally two different things, but um, Sidecar is the new cocktail lounge that is attached to the Town Hall Tap, which is, of course, part of, you know, the Town Hall Brewery, the Town Hall Station, the Town Hall Lanes, you know, the little Pete Rafakis, his uh, little mini empire that he's building. Anyway, he's been a beer guy for so long that he decided he wanted to try to do a little cocktail room. And I got to say, as far as a neighborhood bar goes, it's damn cozy. I heard. It just feels really nice and kind of like, you know, I don't know. It feels really good in there. And um it's just like a little bar and a couple banquettes and then some a room in the back a little area and they have a reel to reel and it's just kind of neat and i love the fact that they're doing they have craft cocktails but they also have what i think is cool is a whole page of honey cocktails which are not super sweet because you know i'm not in the super sweet right. camp um but i really enjoyed one called the gold rush that had sage honey in it and uh that's on my instagram right now um, but I went over and I just, and they've got some tenderloin sliders and I wanted the burger to be a little bit better, but it still wasn't bad, you know, and they've got some great stuff. So it's a cute little, uh, neighborhood spot. I think it's going to do well. Okay. All right. So it's in that, South Minneapolis. It's next, it's off Chicago and like next 47, the old, in the old Pepito, next to the old Pepito space. Right. It's in the old Adrian's Tavern. If you want to remember that one. Um, and Parkview is right there, yeah. which is now doing music. And oh, they hate you guys. The Parkview has a ton of scary movies next week. I'm so trying to decide if I'm going to go see Halloween at the Parkview on the 28th or if I should go see Texas Chainsaw Massacre on the 27th for my Fright Fest. Wow. It's better to go see it and then be able to come home and not have people trying to kill you in your house. But you're alone. That's going to be scary. Yeah, but it's scarier if you come... It's scarier than if you're, like, watching it in your house, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what was that noise? You know, like, immediately after? <laughs> True. Because if I'm driving home, I'm erasing... You're separation. Yes, I like Got having it. a bit of reality. So, okay, that's pretty funny. That's my theory. Okay, I am obsessed with Wild State Cider's Apple Pie Cider. Oh, yeah? I had it in a can at Seavers Fall Festival, but they also have it in liquor stores. I saw it at France 44. I just am really crazy about Wild Wild State State Cider. I think they're just doing a great job, and it's delicious. It tastes, I mean, apple cider is apple cider, so there's Mm -hmm. that. It's a little sweeter than, well, it's a lot sweeter than their classic or their semi-dry, which is fine. Yeah. But it's just apple pie-ish, and it's the season, and if you're out and you're making a little bonfire in your backyard... Um, which by the way, total aside, but some woman on the neighborhood app is freaked out because people are having fire in their burning wood in their outside fire pits. Why? And she wants you to know about the carcinogens. And I was like, okay, you can't stop someone from having a fire pit in their yard. Like that's too much. Hmm. If it's like, if you've got some lung disease or something and you want to knock on their door and they feel like accommodating you, that's one thing. But like, come on, people. You wow. cannot control others. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, so, okay. There you go. All right. Um, my second one, you guys, is going to be the Brother Justice All Hallows Eve festivities on the 30th. So, and I want you guys to come, and I want you to come so much because I'm helping to judge the costume contest, which is happening. So, in the beginning of part of the day, people can go 
after the cookbook swap, of course, to this part of the day where there's like kids and painting pumpkins. They've got, you know, sort of uh, cider and mulled wine or mulled ciders and all, and barbecue and all that kind of stuff. They have a dog contest during the day. So this is the fun stuff during the day of play. And then at night, they're doing a night of fright and it begins at 8 p.m. Um, and it's going to be, you know, live DJ, dancing, costume contest. Costume contest is... Um, is going to be judged by me and a couple other people. You guys, first prize is a thousand dollar gift card That's to not Brother a Justice. That is not small, um, and it's twenty five dollars for general admission. VIP is fifty. But here's the deal: I am going to put a code on the Facebook page, you guys, that you can use if you want to buy tickets and you get half off. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that nice? I'll tell you right now, it's Fright, F-R-I-G-H-T, but I will also tell you that if I'll put it with the link so that you can do that. You can come and compete in the contest and come say hi. You can see my nerdy costume. And your costume's <laughs> going to get a lot of use because we have the two events that day, right? Well, but see, here's the thing is I actually have three opportunities for costumes, so I might actually be a three-peat. I mean, I might do three different costumes okay? because I have Fox 9 in the morning on Friday morning. Do you morning. have to dress up for that? Well, that's the Halloween show, so yeah. Okay. And then I have cost- and then we have Cookbook Swap, and that is going to be something. And then this evening thing, this All Hallows Eve, you know, kind of thing. But I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to try to compete with all, like, the sexy pizza rat people. So. <laughs> I'm just going to be nerdy girl. Okay. I, this is my, okay, this is kind of a longer one because it's sort of two parts. Okay. I think I'm going to get my daughter a Dutch oven for Christmas. Okay. And, you know, do you go La Crusade and just really bust the bank? Do you do one of these newer modern ones that you find on Instagram like you did with the mat? Do you go Staub? Do you go Martha Stewart? There's a $99 instant pot or $99 Dutch oven at Target that gets pretty good ratings that looks all right. But there's a new one, Stephanie, that I'm kind of thinking I might do. It's called the Missen, M-I-S-E-N. Yes. And I'm going to show you this picture. Um, It's yes. got the grill pan, the grill pan. Yep. And the grill pan, if you it's the lid. Yeah. So if you have the grill pan one way, it's the lid. But if you have the grill pan the other way, it's a grill pan. Yeah. And then I think the... Um, it's the mise is what it's called. Yes. Yeah. I think I have that one. Or not that one, but I have one of... I think that's the one that I have from Food 52. The black big one I had. Yeah. And you like it, right? Oh, I love it. My cast... Like, mine is a... Mine is like... It's not enameled. I have a okay. straight up cast iron Dutch oven that is not enameled. And that's just a difference. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing a like crusade, it's going to be enameled. I have that too. Yep. But I mean, I, I love mine. It's got, you can choose the lid, whether you want a traditional lid or the grill lid. And I just feel like this might did be you, the one. Did you read, um, did you read, uh, there was a whole, I think we did something a couple. We talked about last it. Last year we had like a comparison uh-huh. article. This one is 165 bucks. Okay. And I think the La Crusade is more. Yeah. Obviously a lot more. I think it's like 325 But then the Target one is only $99. Yeah. And that one's pretty good too. I think for a first one, I don't think I would be mad about having a, um, I don't know, like having like a, like a non top of the line one. Yep. If it's her first Dutch oven. I mean, if you're going to get, I mean, do you have one to give her of your own that you would or no? No, I only okay. have mine and she's never getting it. Okay. It's my own. Okay. Mine is a Milo, not a Mizen or okay. a Mizen. Mine's Milo. 
Just Would remember. if you had to choose, and I realize this is the top two segment, not Sorry. what Stephanie's buying for her daughter segment. Right. And you have to have a one word answer. Here's the answer. Ooh. Would you go Cuisinart gift or Dutch oven gift? Um, and she has neither? Neither. Then I would do Cuisinart. Okay. Because that has multiple and multiple seasons. And I mean, there's yeah. to me, there's Dutch oven is, you know, great for a lot of things, but like Cuisinart really helps you in many ways. Okay. Yeah. I would do Cuisinart. All right. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about dinner parties. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Um, so let's talk about dinner parties. I don't know if you saw, but the uh, Bon Appetit has kind of a huge thing about uh, the new rules of dinner parties. And that's their current issue, I think. Um, I think maybe maybe is it September or is it October issue? I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, but it's online and there's some really interesting things. And I think about it all the time because you and I actually do throw dinner parties. Yes, we do them. And so when they're like, you know, somebody like Alicia Kennedy, you know, who's a wonderful, you know, a great writer. And she's kind of the queen of Substack. Um, she writes this, you know, this piece called, uh, you know, the dinner party is dead. Long live the dinner party. And we talked about this. I think maybe we talked about this with the dining room table aspect of this before. Uh-huh. Was that with you or yeah, did I have and how everyone's here? selling their dining room tables? Well, and the idea of like, because the people don't have dinner parties anymore or because it's not in use. And I think, but there, it is specifically about not feeling that you have to be holden to a specific Martha Stewart ideal. Correct. Yep. Yeah. And so this is where this, you know, Alicia Kennedy wrote, writes this story. Um, she said that she grew up in the 90s, assuming that when she was an adult, she'd pursue the perfection of Martha. You know, the tablecloth would match the napkins and each place setting would be just so in order to display extravagant meals. For a time, I tried doing a cheap impression of that kind of excellence and I wouldn't have any fun because it wasn't real. And it certainly really wasn't me. And this is what, and she said, I'd worry that everyone was judging my cooking or noticing a mismatched plate, and I'd make too many dishes in the hopes that anything, you know, subpar could be compensated for. I even made whole ice cream cakes desperate to impress. And this is what's <laughs> interesting to me, because I think that in the era of Allison Roman, you know, who kind of came to prominence with her dining in and, you know, dinner at home and all this kind of stuff, I think she sort of brought that millennial cooking thing to a different place. And when I talked to her when she was here before she fell out of favor, (laughs) she, that was what she said. She was like, I would rather have you over than worry about the dust bunnies. I'm never going to be the Martha of the perfection that's off the table because it's not really me. And I think that there's something to say about when you have a dinner party, it's less about the trappings than it is about the camaraderie. Do you feel that? It depends. Okay. I have dinner party envy. You so do. when I go to my friend Heather Manley's house and she has like a ladies day in the fall and I like I took probably 30 pictures of her home yeah. and I've I asked her if I could post them and she said yes, but I never did because I didn't want to embarrass her. But like her home was so lovely. Every single thing was just down to the what champagne she served, the wine she used, the fire pit, the I mean, but. I felt so excited, inadequate, (laughs) jealous, lovely, excited for her, like all the things. And but at the end of the day, in my home, I'm not Heather. I want to be, but I'm not. And I don't have that house and I don't have that aesthetic. So what I have is Stephanie's dish, which is homey, a little crusty, 
a little like, you know, if I but, serve something, there might be a little glop on the side. Well, but I mean, and this is where it's interesting to me because I've been to Heather's obviously many times and it's like, there's often glops on the side of her stuff too. You know what I mean? Like nobody's I don't see that those. perfection I that you're see. assigning to her and to her stuff yes. and that you don't see in your own stuff is interesting to me because, because like she's aspirational to me. Okay. Like everything about her home speaks to me. I love it so much. It but feels so, very aspirational, but I'll never have that. But, it's not okay, who I am. But it's also the same thing of like, actually what we were just talking about is like having a dinner at the Lexington versus having a dinner at your home versus having a dinner at Tilia versus having like, those are different. Yes. And it's not so much this, I guess for me, it's like, what I'm wondering is, is are the rules of a dinner party changed? You're not trying to be somebody else. You're trying to be yourself, but are you trying to be something are you still trying to be like the best possible version of that? Like, no. You know what I'm saying? Or have you, have you I'm decided? More, I'm more interested and I, I'm having dinner. I have a dinner party probably once a month, yeah, even yeah. if it's my own family, my mother-in-law comes, sure. we go to her house, we bring out the dishes. I'm more interested in the camaraderie of people coming back into my home. Yeah, so it's no, you're not striving to be something or somebody. You're not trying to be Heather or the Lexington or anything like that. You're just trying to be you. Yeah. And then you're trying to put something. And I think that that's the essence of a true dinner party. And I'm delighting in getting my fancy silverware out again. Like I was shopping at Julia Moss's in Wyzetta and they had this beautiful orange champagne bucket. Yeah. And I didn't buy it, but I really wanted to. <laughs> I keep looking for those. I keep looking for the actual buckets to then to have her paint one, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah. No, one. she's got some beautiful. She had a hot pink one. Yeah, I want the hot pink one. Tiffany blue one. Yeah. But, you know, this is the thing. And so there, but what's interesting to me is I didn't really realize that this, this generation, you know, I, I kind of felt like as millennials were like busting everything open and, you know, fracturing norms and everything else, which I'm happy for. You know, I wondered kind of like what I, to me, it was sort of like that there were still people still trying to strive to be Martha was shocking and that Bon Appetit could put out uh, new rules of the dinner party that were sort of, you know, I guess I thought we'd already moved way past that. And I think even Martha Stewart would tell you she's moved past yeah, that this is like, weird. in her latest issue of her magazine, which I don't know why I have it, but I do. Oh, weird. Yeah. I think I made it maybe was doing Thanksgiving stuff. Yeah. She is redoing like one of her more formal dining rooms to be much more casual. And yeah, she's swapping out the dishware and the paint colors and because it doesn't feel right anymore. It feels like we're sort of setting, resetting the table as it were to something more casual and just the idea of being able to get back together. Yeah. And I think that's maybe that's the big reset. The pandemic was the reset. And instead of trying to push, you know, what something should be or some ideal, you're just so happy to be able to hang out with your people that you're kind of back at it. So they put out a list of besides Alicia Kennedy's interesting article. There's also a new rules for dinner partying emphasis on partying. And they talk about one skip the main. If you're worried or want to ease the idea of hosting, you know, uh, a dessert party, maybe more or, you know, just do a whole table of snacks, that kind of thing. Like do you don't have to have like a dinner party. It can be a grazing party. And I think that that's really simple and easy. Yeah. And those grazed cheese boards are pretty easy to put together. Yes. Um, They talk about embrace the clutter, clean your apartment, but maybe light a candle or two. It's okay to leave out pet toys, coffee mugs, the mail. Don't worry about it. Your friends do know that you live there. No, it's not. Clean up. 
No, I'm with, no, this is, I mean, I'm not saying like, I'm sorry, I have to move my dog bed to let you sit down, but like, I'm not going to go hiding my mail that's sitting on the corner of the table or on the, not the table, the counter. You know what I mean? Like people, I think used to hide everything. Like if you have to take a a bag of a thing of books and like go to your bedroom and stack them on your bed, you can probably just leave them where they are. But please clean up. Okay, well, just want you to that's clean. why you don't come to my house, I guess. <laughs> All right, ditch the place settings, set up a DIY bar, plan ahead, throw a come-as-you-were party, um, dressing up. I don't know. There's a lot of little interesting things that could be fun, but the key is just be yourself. I've got a thought when we come back. Okay. Hello, Weekly Disher. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. Welcome back. (laughs) All the side conversations we have, you guys. Well, and here was the side conversation we were having about dinner parties. Yes, we're going to continue for a few minutes. El King and Miranda Lambert come back in and bring us home. Um, Okay. (laughs) I do think we're in a weird space with guests because I feel like nobody RSVPs anymore. And that's troubling because you can't really have a dinner party where you've invited 10, 12 people and three of the people never tell you if they're coming. I don't. But okay, are you talking dinner parties like on your like to your house? Because I mean, I think we think about events and that I true. I think is true for like big events. But I think like at a dinner party to your house club. You know, and book clubs, not a ton of people, like half the people don't respond. Oh, so you're tracking them down and then they're like, oh, yeah, didn't I respond? Okay, I'm having a neighborhood block party coming up and I invited a bunch of people to it. Not one person has said if they're coming or not coming. And I literally invited like 40 people, including you, I'm pretty sure. No, you didn't, (laughs) which is great. If you invited 40 people and not me, welcome to our life. No, but I think I did. No, maybe I didn't. You sure didn't because this is the first I'm hearing of it. But the, but then, and this is my own fault, because I did it via, like, the invitation was on my phone that the neighbor sent and was like, hey, you can share this with friends. So I, like, think I did with just in the car. But now I have no idea who I invited and no one has said they're coming. So I'm like, huh, next weekend, am I, am I, I know I'm going to this block party that we're having on our block. So it's not your party. Well, someone has hired in the neighborhood. There's right. 10 homes. Someone has a band and a tent and we have a food truck coming. And, uh, but you're not hosting it. Not necessarily. Okay, but are you saying you invited people to your home? Yeah. To be a part of the block party? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so yeah, I'm by like... The way, you did not invite me. Okay, well... Um, but that's okay. I'm busy anyway. I know. You um, have three things going on. But nonetheless... Uh, but people aren't great about responding. But that's also a block party. I would tell you that is not the same as like... 
I have people coming to my house tomorrow, you know, for soup. And it's like... For, also, just in case you're keeping track, yes. I was not invited you for soup. You are invited to a different one. That's not happening. No. <laughs> that I haven't been but invited this one, to but, Okay, but this is a smaller one. This is like... This is like... Sure. 10 people. And are they telling you yes, they're coming for all soup? all of them. Because I personally said, hey, are you coming? I said, hey, do you want to come to my house? I sent them each individual text. Like, hey, I'm having a thing. Do you want to come over? Yes. What time? This time. Yes, we'll be there. Okay. And then I sent a reminder on Friday. Hey, everybody, just a reminder. Like, come on over for soup. And they're all like, yeah, we'll be there. All right. I think it's a personal thing. I think if you're doing a 10-person, you know, thing, like, that's all mine is, like, 10 people. And it's like, if you're doing that kind of thing, you kind of have to... That's a thing that I find that people will respond to and, and say yes or no. I can't make it because it's a personal invitation. And if you're doing a dinner party, I feel like that should be that. Can you, we dig into your soup event for one second? No, for a second. Um, yours is like, I think if you're doing like a big, huge, like, hey, come for a block party. I would almost not expect people to say yes or no to that. All right. Because they know that you're not like cooking for that. Well, I think I'm going to just put like a tub of cider, a tub of beer and a bunch of chips out. and. Yeah. Stand at the end of the driveway and yeah. wonder if people come. But that's a block party. I guess, yeah. yeah. I've And I've never lived in a, like a neighborhood where we block partied. Oh, yeah. I've block always, parties are just like drop in, drop out. You yeah, know what I, I mean? And you're, I've been in the city and, you know, you don't always want all your neighbors to come over if you know what I'm saying. Well, and the, I've only been to block parties in the city. <laughs> <laughs> they, we, in an Orno block party, you can't have one. It's too big. Can I ask you about your soup yes. party? Okay. Are you going to make more than one kind of soup? No, I'm doing a booyah. Oh, God. I know. This is why we're not friends outside of work. Right. Well, you're the only person I see every week. Okay. But I, to be fair, I did blow her off last night um, accidentally. I was going to say, you don't yeah, have any call. I know. I she did. asked me to say, like, hey, let's go out on Friday. And I turned down another yes, another party to say, no, I'm going to go hang out with Hanson. It seems like she and needs to I get out. And then I had to hang out with my husband. And then I said, I, but I had to text you to say, hey, do you want to do this? And, and you then said, I was no. Like, oh, no, I'm he sorry. He just said, no. I can't. I'm out. I said I should have texted you. And then you did that. But then what did I do? What did I see online? Well, then I went to out. with Kurt to the 1029, which yeah. is his favorite bar. And he had I surgery. I think it was because so of Matheson. Be and you back. just like Matheson better than me now. I like him. I think you're He's pretty oh, funny. But you don't like me. Okay. No, I that's like you too. Imp- that's the impression I'm getting. Um, have you ever spent time with Eric, the cameraman, who says things like, when I was in the South Pole, no. Because that's pretty attractive, too, yeah. to be with someone who's been everywhere. Okay. Okay, so your soup party anyway, is going to be one kind of booyah. Yes. Are you asking people to bring anything, or are you actually making the whole thing? No, I mean, everybody can bring bars. You can bring bars. Oh, did you tell people they yeah. could bring stuff? Yeah, okay. you can bring bars, or you can bring a bottle, a lovely bottle, or something to share. All right. Accoutrement. Uh, uh, researcher Phil says he'll come to my house anytime. So. Okay, well, that's good. Um. So what I did want to talk about during this segment, which has <laughs> gotten off the rails, was the uh, Minnesota Essential Foods. I liked this list. I've I know. never heard of this magazine, but I did like the list. Oh, you haven't heard of Afar? No. What is it? So Afar is a travel magazine oh. that is... Um, I'll probably like it. Yeah, you actually would if you pick it up. I don't know if they're doing print anymore. I know that they were. They had a really beautiful print magazine for a long time, um, but they do have this online site where they have travel guides and inspirations and they talk about hotels. It's just if you're looking for inspiration of where to go or, you know, what to do. I kind of like this mag. Anyway, Katie, uh, one of the, you know, she's a freelancer and she called me or she pinged me and said, hey, I'm doing this Minnesota Foods things. Can you give me some give me some intel? So we talked a little bit about it and I named a bunch of things that I thought were iconic Minnesota foods. And I'm sure. wondering if everybody agrees or not agrees, too. Um 
Do you think that, like, is there anything on here? I did. We talked about the Juicy Lucy at Matt's. Wild rice at Awami. Yep. Um, we have hot dish at the, I, you know, hot dish is an iconic food that everybody, when they come to town, they want to eat it. And I'm always like, well, there's like maybe one or two restaurants. Yeah, there isn't a lot of restaurants that carry it. No, it's a home dish. I liked your bars at Yum Kitchen and Bakery because yep. bars are definitely. Bars are, bars are bars. Spam. Bears. Yeah. Yeah. And then spam at the museum. Lefsa at Ingebretsen's. I think I liked that you included Aquavie. Yeah. I think Akavit is definitely something that is more popular here. I know it's having a moment nationally, but I think like we've always kind of had a nice with Gamla Ode. You yep. know, V-Craze got great stuff. So does Gamla Ode. Um, Mung Sausage, I think, at the Mungtown Marketplace or anything Mung there. Basically, because that's very Minnesotan at this point. We have a lot of people, you know, that are um, that are eating this, you know, this wonderful food that I just think it's like it's very indicative. They're just as Minnesotan as our Lefsa. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Is the, the idea. Um, porchetta from Frabonis. Do you ever eat that porchetta on your? I have porchetta problems. Do you? Yeah. I don't love it. I, something about the fennel seeds. It just, I oh. don't know. I don't love it. I love the one at Terzo. You know, the porchetta with, on an egg dish. That's kind of my favorite there. <laughs> um, okay. So, is, but what I wanted to do is I asked on the Facebook page, what your, what would you be known as for people's iconic foods right and it's kind of interesting people are known for different things that i am surprised by uh nick in says he says in some circles i'm known for smoked white fish dip do you you and nick man um molly says i'm known for my borscht i make it without beets so it's basically a beef vegetable soup but we still call it borscht since the recipe came from my husband's grandmother and she included beets interesting isn't that funny yeah um people are known for their special Chex Mix or veggie soup with homemade chicken meatballs. Yep. Enchiladas and calico beans, Karen says, are the most requested. Oh, that sounds good. Terry Brooks says lasagna and Caesar salad. I like Althea. She says a cake. It's a dairy. It's because she calls it the cake. It's a dairy and gluten-free chocolate cake with cinnamon and chipotle, which is funny. I think that's oh, that what people are like. Can really you make good. the cake or can you make the dip? Yeah. What is it that besides, like, what does your family want from you? As the, what would Ellie say? I is wrote your a most? whole story about this in my cookbook. Okay. And the answer to this is not satisfying. Oh. Because her answer was, you never made the same thing twice. So right. you just always made new stuff all the time. Right. So then she proceeded to say all the favorite things of our grandma, her grandma. Oh, right, right, right. I remember this. <laughs> and I was a yeah. little upset. I know. Um, I. I mean, maybe my wild rice soup, maybe my um, macaroni and cheese, maybe my chicken curry in the Instant Pot. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. I make all kinds of stuff. Like, does Kurt have a favorite that he wants you to make? Uh, Lamb ragu, but that's his mom's. Oh. Um, No. Okay. Not really. Like, I just cook stuff all the time. I think mine is definitely, weirdly, my chili. Um, for my family, because they all have now, like within the last like two months, have made it and called me, be like, "When do you do the? When do you put the yeah, cinnamon in?" Yeah, and I think of when you with you... chili too, actually, because yeah, you put cinnamon in it. Yeah, I think everybody has their own chili recipe, and I think that is something that gets passed down. Because if you grow up eating a one kind of a way, you know, generally, you know, and then like mine has garam masala in it, but I only just started doing that probably two years ago. Right, and that was now I'm like that's way better. Like way better. I'm I'm down for that. So it's always sort of changing, but it's like that same sort of like basic 
And then the feeling of it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is like the iconic foods are things that make you feel something. This is my entire cookbook's premise, basically. Right. All of these things that will be in this book are things that feel something to me or people in my life. And this is, yeah. And that's what the book is. And so this is what Suniva, I was holding hers for last, because she says, my nieces love my chocolate chip pancakes. I made them ever since they were little. They're now in their 20s. And when they would sleep over, I would make the batter and then let them add their own chocolate chips and sprinkles to a ladle full of batter. They still do it that way. One of my nieces has declared it nas- the national breakfast when she was seven years old. I use this recipe and she does this. She gives us the recipe, but that's the thing. Like, yeah, I think your iconic food personally has to be something that you make that has feeling attached to it, that whether or not the people who are making it, they have a feeling of either warmth and gratitude or something from you. It could be my Dutch baby pancake. Right. That could be it for I mean, sure. Cause I make that at the cabin and people always want me to make that when they come. Yeah, no, that's for sure. It. So there you go. I just want to share. I just want to encourage you guys to think about your iconic foods and And to go through those weekly dish responses because maybe it'll give you some ideas. I know salted nut bars. I mean Hungarian cabbage rolls. Aunt Jackie scones. I love that. Rubens. Mindy Kelly with her Rubens. I would come eat a Mindy Kelly Ruben in a heartbeat. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, you guys, and we will be right back. This is the weekly dish on my talk one zero seven one. We are the weekly dish on my talk one zero seven point one. Thanks for listening. We always like having spending Saturday mornings with you guys and all your fun food ideas. And Even if we bicker, we're still love we each other. Bickers, just to be clear, you know. I you know what we need to do? Actually, what? we need to have a Stephanie Primer. Maybe the next year, maybe in November, we have to have a Stephanie Primer and really define for you guys who we are, which one of us is which. Because you're the expert. No, but I mean, like literally, we have to be. I'm like, the eater. Hi, I'm Stephanie March. I'm the Minnesota with Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, and I do this. This. This is Stephanie Meyer. She is part of Project Vibrancy. She oh, talks about IAP. This is Stephanie Shim. This is she Stephanie owns Shim. The Blue Plate Restaurant yes, Crew. Because, like, literally, the amount of mixing up that is with the Stephanies also. People are like, there are too many Stephanies, and I'm like, I know there was none of us. There is up. no such thing as too many. No, I mean, because we're all very fun and high spirited. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're getting ready for the cookbook swap. If anyone wants to DM me any costume ideas, I'd be happy to accept them because this is not my strength. I will be the person that will come with like a weird arrow through my head. That... Just don't come as me again. <laughs> I did that one year, didn't yeah, remember? I? remember? And it was funny. You came as me. You came as cheese or me loving cheese or something like yes. that. Remember that? I Which had a cheese shirt. Cheese was my nickname from a couple of friends. Yeah, I had a cheese shirt and I had round glasses. Right. Um, okay, but I think that's that's a good idea. If there's there's a lot of good food like puns. Like last year for a TV I was pumpkin pie because I was it was on Zoom. You know, and so I did. I had my orange jacket, which you could wear your orange jacket and wear just a big a T-shirt that has the pie symbol on it. Yeah, that's, that's nerdy. I get it, but yeah. it's also kind of funny. Everyone would have to like be asking me and no, that one is. is I think people would get it. They'd be like, oh, but like that same thing, like deviled egg, right? It's like a pun. And so you like it may take you a second, but it's pretty simple once you get it. What if I come as Diane von Furstenberg and I wear a wrap dress? Go for it. That's fun. No one will know who she is, but I would get a good wrap dress out of it. I think our people would know. (laughs) I do. For some reason, I think our people would know. For Um, sure. Yeah, Ellie does good scary makeup, so maybe I could get her to do scary makeup. Here's the thing. there's So I did go. I was at Goodwill, like I said yesterday, and I literally started snapping ideas for people. Like, And one of them is get they have $20 wedding dresses at Goodwill, you guys. And you buy a wedding dress, and you sort of roll it around in the dirt, and you rip it, you put a whole bunch of stuff, and you be a corpse bride. 
Oh, and I you like do that. like the dead makeup. You yep. can be a corpse bride. You did, what was the one year that I have the picture of you doing the Dia de los Muertos face? Yeah, no, that that's beautiful. Lot of, I would never do that again because people would say I'm culturally insensitive now. So that's I'm not so going to do that. unfair. I know. But by the way, watch Book of Life and watch Coco because they're so wonderful. Those two yeah. movies. Um, but I would say there's also, there was like a, there was like a furry vest and I was like, you could go as any animal, just get a furry vest and then put ears on and you can just be an animal of some sort. There was a great long one at the, at the St. Louis Park Hopkins Goodwill that was like a big, long white one. I'm like, you could be a Yeti. Like that would be real fun. That is fun. And you could actually walk around with a Yeti cooler. And I thought that would be kind of. Fun. And you could wear, like, they have those Yeti slippers. Yeah, like, you could easily do that, and that vest was, like, seven bucks. This is oh, my I thing why I love it. Goodwill for, I know, I almost did, but I might go back. Um, you could totally sport a long white vest, too, just in your daily living. Furry. Yeah, but it'd be funny. I don't know. I know. I thought, can be I, I, of course, I thought about it, but then I'm like, eh. roast beast. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, you for sure. So there's a lot. I mean, I would say go to Goodwill, any of the Goodwills. And if you don't want to dress up, Village. you can still, you don't have to dress up to come to the cookbook swap. I don't no. want people not to come because they don't have costumes. No, no. There's just people who do costumes and there's people who don't. Right. And, there's, that's and fine. I mean, like, and as funny as like put a hat on or, you know what I mean? Even if you want to just wear a spooky sweater, you can wear your best Halloween sweater, you know? It's like Christmas sweaters. They all have these spooky sweaters now. Okay. I know, the sweater game. Maybe I need a Halloween sweater. Maybe you what? Maybe I need a Halloween sweater. You could do that. You could absolutely do that. Um, And there are a ton of things going on. I know it's MEA, so a lot of people are probably listening to us later, though. Yeah, a lot of pumpkins, a lot of apple things, a lot of kids off school. Um, But some interesting news to know. Um, Did you know you can now get ranch at pizzeria lola i heard i followed you <laughs> and i saw this and i was I like love, ranch i love the fact that they're like oh by the way we have ranch now are they gonna make it themselves or yeah. are they serving the no, hidden think, valley no i think they're making okay. it themselves yeah um one thing i talked about on fox nine but i want to make sure you guys know that today you can go to Bauhaus brew labs and carve your pumpkin with power drills and I think that's the pumpkin and power drills is a fun idea because I absolutely sometimes feel like if I only had like the right screwdriver to jam Ellie into had there. to buy a Dremel for her pumpkin. Ellie is very yes. serious about her pumpkin tech. Yes. And so this is like serious pumpkin tech at Bauhaus Brew Lab. So you can have a beer while you're carving your pumpkin. Which is safe. I always love that. It's <laughs> totally safe. Um, and then the farmer's market at St. Paul, by the way, has doing a pumpkin decorating. Like there's less, you know... Less electrical tech, but more like okay. stickers and things like that. If, for All the right. kids. For the kids. You know what that is. Um, I also wanted to shout out for Chuck because Solovino is 20 years old. Oh, Chuck. Happy anniversary, Chuck Hansky. Yes. the proprietor of Solovino, a great wine store on Selby and Dale and Selby Dale area. Yeah. Beautiful selection of rosé. Just really oh, interesting so liquor stuff. selections, too. A lot of local... Minnesota made items, great liquor store. Getting twenty percent off through the end of the month. All okay, wine. All I'm wine. gonna go by there and get a case of wine. Twenty percent off. I mean, twenty percent off is not small. Yeah, and I know that this sold out before while I was doing it, but the Chuck has a Sunday series where they talk about uh, champagne and bubbles and all this kind of stuff. They have he one does? on. They have one on Halloween, which I was like, I would way rather do a champagne tasting on Halloween than answer my door. Um, but they have a bunch of Sunday series champagne, sparkling wine kind of things that you might want to check out. Um, they have a Pet Nat one in November, my favorite, Pet yes. Nat. I might do that Natural one. wine champagne, yeah, Petulant. Right? 
Um, they have another champagne edition with the wine company in December. So they've got a bunch of other stuff that you can follow. And, and I think that they have a, and this is all on the feed on mspmag.com. These are all highlighted. So you can check them out. I do love them. It's all good stuff. Okay. Um, did you hear that Breaking Bread is open again, by the way? Yeah, in on Broadway. Yes. And so, where is it? It's just North Minneapolis off of, and I think it's on Broadway. Like off a of pen? Um, uh, I Let's see, where is the address for it? Um, it's just right, it's on West Broadway. Yeah, if you go from, okay. you know, it's on, it's 1210 West Broadway Avenue. Okay. So, if you are, yeah, I don't know where to land, Mike. You actually, it's east, I think, of Penn. What should I order at Breaking um, Bread? So it's breakfast and lunch. And what I love is that they have, um, they really have, really, I mean, they have shrimp and grits, by the way. I know, and they so were so delicious. cheap. I know. It was like 12 affordable, bucks or something. Affordable. Yeah. Homes, they have a biscuit sandwich with egg cheese and, you know, pork bacon or turkey bacon. They've got biscuits and gravy. They've got BLT on Texas toast. And then for lunch, and this is the thing, a lot of people are looking for lunch places because there's not, you know, a lot of people aren't open for lunch anymore. And this is a great option. You have mac and cheese. You have, you know, kale salads. They have beer battered cod, a veggie burger. You know, you can get the savory dry rub chicken, which is so yummy. And classic fried chicken. It's really good. And they have kids stuff too. They have chicken tenders. They have a Nutella sandwich for kids, which I just sort of love the That's idea. That's a of fun that. thing to have on a menu. I know. Kurt was asking me if we had Nutella the other day. I was like, do I look like the kind of person that's going to buy Nutella for a grown man? No. Yeah. That's a thing you either have in your pantry or you don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and we don't have children at the house. That's nobody needs to eat that. But I do love <laughs> Nutella on a good old crepe, though. Hello. Yeah, no. I would make the crepes in the Nutella. Um, oh, crepes. Heard. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, what else to tell you about? Um, that tenant, cute little South Minneapolis eatery. I don't know. Have you, did you ever go there? I loved it. Oh, you did? Love. Okay. They make the best pasta there. Yeah, they're opening. They have a new space next door to them. Um, they opened in their next door space. It's called Tenant Next Door, and it's just adjacent. Um, and they put in a bar and a pool table. And while Tenant is a ticketed space, you know, this tenant next door is really just a bar ready for drop-ins. Fun. $10 cocktails, beer, wine, and a couple snacks. And they're open Tuesday through Saturdays at 5 p.m. I love it. Yeah. Good waiting room for a tenant, too. Right. That's, I think, the idea is if you're ticketed and you have Good a little bit to go. idea. There it is. Great, Great show, stuff. There it is. So much See fun. See you next week. Have, we'll get ready for the swap. See you next week, everybody. Ciao, ciao.